Hello, SEO 101 listeners. WebmasterRadio.fm introduces over 101 reasons to love your smartphone even more. Introducing the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app, now available in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. Listen to SEO 101 live every Monday or download thousands of past episodes or download shows like SEO Rockstars, Search Pulse, The Daily Search Cast, and more. Download the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app for iTunes and Google Play now. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital. Today is the second <laughs> half of our special post-SMX Advanced show, and uh, we're also going to cover some news that uh, John and I are just geared up to do. Because uh, <laughs> I'm ready to do battle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, geez, you've actually put thought into it? All right. I just raged. That's all I did. Uh, okay. Well, you, ra- you, you raged on Facebook. You raged on Google+. I followed you around, by the way, in all your places and, <laughs> and, and, and anti-raged against you. So. Ah, brother. Stalkers. I tell you. Always <laughs> problems with stalkers. So how's your week been? It's been it's been good. I've, I was in Cleveland for a while. I've been traveling a lot. I'm going to travel. I'll be in New Orleans all next week. So it's been a crazy travel month. But uh it's been good. It's been good stuff. Good. Yeah, same here. It's been very busy, very busy, and I'm getting excited, although it's a few days off still, but uh, MozCon in the middle of the next month is going to be really cool to go to, and I'll have lots yeah. to report to from that. Yeah, I, I saw something. Somebody posted it sold out already. Dr. Pete, I think, posted it sold yeah, out. Dr. Pete, yeah. He's all nervous because he's going to be up there talking. Uh, he's a good speaker, well, though. It should be good. He's a good speaker. He's just, he's just It's basically link bait for in presentations. He's trying to get people to come to his presentation, <laughs> pretending, <laughs> pretending to be nervous. We should yeah, actually get him on the show. He's a great guy. Yeah, you know what? I hadn't thought of that. That's that's a no brainer, isn't it? Uh, yeah. We get dig into the algorithmic stuff, which is what he just lives on. Oh yeah, he's he's, he's a, for those who don't know him, he is a data scientist. Not like just pretending to be. He's an actual scientist that digs into data. Really, really super smart guy. Now, is he on the full time? I don't think he is. I think he's a contractor for Moz. I don't think he's actually a full time employee doing that. I don't know you if know? he is or not. Actually, um, I know that Moz does employ a slew of, I mean, data people, data scientist type people. But I don't know if he's actually one of the employees or if he's contracted. Good question. Yeah. But I do know that he he, well, as far as I know, was the head of creating the. Um, what do they call it? The Moz Index? Well, not Index. The Moz uh, Tracker? Anyway, it tracks Google's algorithm changes and looks for anything that might be uh, happening and then discusses it and tries to find out what it is that caused it. To... So it's very in-depth stuff. That would be, I think, really, really good for the show. Yeah, it would be. It would show the other side of things to a small business. It'd be like, oh, my God, a whole other world. I mean, even I get a little of that when I start. they start yeah. getting into the gobbledygook of math. But. Yeah. And see, I, and one, of the, one of the things about our debate this afternoon on, on authorship is that I think this is actually good for SEOs in the industry because small business means small businesses can need our help a little more than they do now. 
Cool. Yeah, I'm look. I would love to see a good side of this. So for everyone else, let's let's jump right into this because. All right. <sighs> so Google has dropped Google Plus images and circle counts from standard search listings. So in other words, Google authorship. If you've gone through all the trouble of had it added, it's still a good thing, but it you don't get the visual benefits in terms of uh, your rankings. Now, I personally loved seeing headshots of people I know and like to read in search results. I did, I 100% guarantee you, I kicked on, clicked on those more than I did other links. And Google's put out this absolute BS, I call BS, that, that there's been no change in the type of clicks since they've taken away those images. Prove it. You call BS, but you can't call BS without proving you're one. You know what your habits, but not anybody else's, right? I've I've looked for changes in our sites, and I can't find any measurable differences. Mary, right. I don't know how I'd prove so, it either. I need I'd need access yeah. to their data. <laughs> yeah, and the the access they give us is they say there isn't a change, so they're not going to give us access to their data. But but you know, they're con- I, I find contradicting out, themselves because they have said before there is a change. So now they're saying it's none? Oh, come on. They, they said they've studied the data and they don't see a significant change. Right? Ah, so, significant. Which, means, which means that, yeah, there probably is a slight tweak, but not enough to override the, the usage factors that they're trying to improve in mobile search, which we all know um, this year is going to take over desktop search. So that's got to be their priority. Okay, well, don't you think that mobile search could easily have had image, people's images? It's not going to take that long to download. It's just a small thumbnail. It, 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 it does have people's images now. It does. But this is one of the things they studied, and this is why they're changing it. They studied it. They said it's a better user experience, better for mobile users, and they want to keep the designs consistent across mobile and desktop, better for mobile without the images and post counts. I don't know that I don't have the figures behind it why it's better, but that's what they're telling us, and that's why they're making the change. None, I, of, but none, none of the back end stuff is changing at all. Well, no, so when, no, of course not. I'm not even bringing that up, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When when author rank kicks in, it'll still be important. You know, everything, everything benefits you get other than the vanity benefits of showing your picture and and the post counts is still there. The only thing they took away was the vanity stuff. Uh, if you take on face value that there's been significant change. I'm not just taking it on face value. I can't measure it, and I've tried. You've only had it a couple days. No, I mean, from when we had authorship implemented and when we didn't have it implemented. There's no percept. So I can't find anything measurable difference. I mean, Mm. I, I understand it's hard to pull out what's causing the changes is why I can't identify a difference to one particular thing. Because, you know, with our sites, there's many different reasons people may click through. Um, they might be local and see the local URL and click because of that. So there's a lot of different things. It's not easy to isolate the impact, but I can't find a way to, to say that it had any impact at all. Well, I, I, it's incomprehensible to me that, that there has, that it was not better before for people who had their images there. Put it that way. It's, there's a lot of things in, in science and, and just life that you assume because it, it, all the factors point to one direction and then you actually do the study and you actually look at real data. And even though everything pointed to one direction, it's completely the opposite. 
That happens all the time. And without also having the same time as people ski results to make their move seem logical. And I'd never put that past Google. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, they are making you know, changes. I mean, they, they've had to because. Um, so, so um, here's the deal. We both said that it's possible for either direction, right? Since we can't prove it any either way, and we're not going to be able to change it, why should we rage about it? Why can't we accept it and say, okay, this is what's happening. It's better for mobile, according to Google, and I can see how it would be a little bit. Um, everything's working on the back end the same. We still get the benefits, algorithmic benefits from authorship that we were getting before. It's a visual change. You know, it's it's less significant to me than the carousel. The carousel was a huge, and it was just a visual change, pretty much. And it was a huge, huge factor in the way people use search. But So I don't understand why all the rage. I really don't. I think you're overreacting. <laughs> well, part of it is, you know, I like to rage. Second of all, yes. <laughs> is the fact that I, I, I put a lot into boosting authorship to my clients. And I, again, I know it hasn't changed, well, as far as we know, hasn't changed anything in terms of how it's going to be used in the back end in the future. And that seems reasonable. But, but part of the benefit, and it made it a lot easier to pitch, was the fact that they would have this ex- potential, because they never were guaranteed it, potential extra exposure in terms of face headshot. And that is, you know, or their, or their logo or whatever it might have been. And but I liked I'll that. Give, I thought that was a powerful advantage. And I'm going to give you another scenario that's a possibility that you might not th- be thinking of about yourself. And, and not just you, a lot of other SEOs that are not happy with this. Authorship was one of the very few things we can do as SEOs and show our clients immediate results, right? It was mm-hmm. easy to point and say, look, we're making a difference in, in you and what you're doing. They took that away from us because now we can't show those easy results. As, as It's not as easy to show them. They're still there and we can still show it. But it's one of those things that as a business, it's really hard for us to, to – to, justify what we do quickly we have to wait and show over time the changes that we're making or making improvements that was one thing that we can say look you know three or four days later you're showing up in the SERPs with your picture and that, that it's again it's kind of a vanity thing but now it's just gonna be harder to do that uh the very smallest component of it i guess might have been that um i do agree that there it was very nice to be able to to push google and see some sort of result from Google, even if it was the possibility of it actually showing up was mid to low, depending on how much. Um, well, you know, the other thing I liked about it, and I can still use this, but I have less power over it, is I loved telling my clients that if they push their content, if they create a good profile online, this is what could be achieved. They could have their image showing up, which, and I would cite the results before that Google put out, would increase the likelihood of a click-through. And again, Google put that out. And of course, now that's not the case. So authorship still shows up. The picture's gone. The circles are gone. But the byline is still there. So they're still going to be able to get a byline. So their name will show up under the articles they create. Not quite as in your face as it was. But it's still something that's there that we can show. And we can show the results. Um, and say, look, you're you're being seen by Google as an author on this topic. Yeah, not nearly a lot of fact. And then when no, you're right. It's it's you're that's a perfect way to phrase it. It's the wow factor. 
we're pissed because we lost a wow factor to impress our clients. I want to impress my clients with results, not wow factors. No, 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 no. No, no, you've skewed it again. The issue isn't about <laughs> that alone. It was about you the fact that you said it. I didn't make... say it. You said it. No, you skewed it. Um, I said something <laughs> similar, which was that it was good for clients to give them the impetus to do more work in terms of writing and doing it properly. I needed that axe at some points to get people to, to realize there is a, a benefit to doing it because they can't see any results yet in terms of authorship. Uh, there's very little of any evidence that that's making much of an impact in rankings, but it's, this it's was not. something that was showing. Right. It's not, so in this case, this is a very good start. It was something that I could say to clients, this is where if you start writing, you'll start to see something like this. And then over time, if you're doing good writing, and I, I, it was an amazing tool to get people to do what Google wants them to do. I'm working for Google okay. here, and here they go taking away my ammunition. Okay, so here's the other reason I think this is a great thing. Not just now don't a go back thing. and turn it around a wow factor only thing again, okay? No, no, no. This, we haven't <laughs> talked about this yet, all right? So this is, a great, this is a great thing, not just a good thing. I think it's a great thing from the perspective of that – just because of everything you described, because there's a people are going to be doing this, you know, doing the authorship thing and doing it wrong and putting out crap content just so they can get their picture shown. You felt it was a magnet for spam. Yeah, it's a magnet for, for people to abuse. You know how things are in search, right? If something grabs people's attention, they do it ad nauseum right and it gets it gets really difficult to 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 tell the good quality stuff from the bad quality stuff because people are just doing it like crazy this is a good way for google by getting rid of those pictures uh, the circle counts nobody paid attention to but the pictures is going to reduce the influx of all the crap that comes along with it so i think nah, from from that perspective i disagree i disagree uh, because google is that these are images that we're only should have okay like we're dealing with google here we have to give them the credit they should have, which is that they it's their problem to make sure that the images only show up when it's good content. That's part of the idea of author rank. I mean, they must be building the concept in the background. So, I mean, don't just have it appear. It's only supposed to appear if there's a person they trust. Those images don't disappear for everyone. They even cut that back That's a while true. ago, which I agreed to. That was a good idea when they made it so yeah. not everyone could have it. Um, so that's why it was a great but, but piece of what? ammunition. That, you tell people write well, and you'll get the benefits. But guess what? Now that it's not there, people are not trying to figure out ways to game it, which you know they were. You know it. Uh, tell tell me you don't think they were trying to figure out a game. Of course. Right? Everyone wants to game these things. But the point of the matter is it, for, for good companies and good businesses, this is a great tool to teach them the benefits of writing great content, which is something that Google would love to have me pitch more often. So it was a crutch. <laughs> so it was a crutch for you, basically, is what oh. you're saying. Oh, yes, man. it was. If you can't convince people that the benefits are creating great content without having a little picture show up in the search, you need some help because great content is the core of ammunition. what we do. Ammunition. Right? It's my a friend. crutch. It's a crutch. And now the crutch is taken away. Excuse my words. All right, all right. No. You better get on here. We're, not, we're, 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 we're vast, vastly past providing any value to our listeners. Err. <laughs> No, I, I think You're going to need a crutch next time I see you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to need help carrying all the cool Cuban cigars you're going to bring me? <laughs> the dream on. I would never do that because those are illegal in the States. Oh, I was going to come visit you at your house. Ah, there we go. 
Okay. <sighs> okay. Well, on all that note, I think we need a refresher. Let's take a quick break and we get back. We're going to talk about structured data from SMX Advanced. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. You rely on your website to promote your business. And while you're busy doing what you love, you need a site that can keep up. GoDaddy Web Hosting is built from the ground up for lightning speed, reliability, and rock-solid performance. It includes over 150 free apps like WordPress and Drupal to build and manage your site. And with 99.9% uptime and industry-leading load times, you never have to worry if your site is up and running. Visit GoDaddy.com and enter code HOSTFM to get web hosting for $1 a month plus a free domain. Some limitations apply. See website for details. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. New York Times bestselling author and serial entrepreneur, Joel Kahn, will inspire, inform, and entertain you. Search, social, local, mobile, and everything Web 2.0. It's all here on The Joel Com Show. On demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class. Take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. And welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. Now, I should say, I had this weird feeling when I was talking to John, and you know what it was? It, kind of like a, a deja vu. It felt like I was talking to my wife. Oh, God. <laughs> that circular logic. You know, that like, oh, oh come on. <laughs> Well, that kind of fits because I felt like here. It kind of fits because I felt like I was talking to my kids because they couldn't freaking understand the point. <laughs> oh, I love you, man. So much fun. All right. <laughs> All right. 
Well, let's go um, something a little bit tamer. <laughs> uh, structured data. Why don't you lead away here? So, structured data. There was a great, great session at SMX Advanced on uh, structured data. Um, some wonderful speakers. Um, but they, I got some really interesting, just kind of bullet point things I wanted to share with you guys. And then, because of that, I actually did a little bit more digging, and we found a study. My team actually found it for me, a study by Search Metrics on Schema. It has some really interesting data. I just kind of want to run by some stuff for you. Um, so one of the speakers, and I, I wish I could remember which one because I didn't take that detailed of notes to say which speaker said what. <laughs> you know, I just write down stuff that's interesting. Um, so hey, you like never they, ever take up a book. Like, I, can, I can never believe it. You never even open yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, but one of the interesting things, structured data was really kind of caught me was somebody mentioned that structured data is about maximizing signals, right? So when you think about all the different signals that your web pages send out to the engines, all the different things they collect, all the different – and then in that same vein, um, they talked about how rich snippets in the search results because to get rich snippets where they show lots of different types of data around your pages in the search results like the stars for reviews – or movie times and, and things like that um, that comes from structured data. But those kind of rich snippets are actually an indicator of the health of your site. So if you're getting those a lot, you're getting rich snippets because you've implemented structured data, um, it shows the health of your site. So if you implemented structured data and you're not getting those, there's other issues, something that you should be looking at to really improve the health of your site. I thought that was a really great um, point as far as you know, a way to look at structured data and another use for structured data. Mm-hmm. Thoughts there, Ross? I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> Go to your room. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, I know I'm not getting any tonight. So anyway, uh... <laughs> um, I, uh, I uh, yes, I agree. <laughs> Maximizing signals is a great way of putting it. Structured data is often forgotten. I've been doing audits the last little while. <laughs> yeah, I always feel uh, uh, just overwhelmed with structured data and how much is not implemented into websites and how important it is. I know you've got more to share on that, so I'll, I'll let you keep going here because I wasn't at that particular session. But. Well, even, even before we go to the rest of the session, that's a good tie into some of the information that the search metrics study came up. So there's a search metrics study they did um, they they had a cute little title on it called "Pimp My Snippets." After the <laughs> "Pimp My Rock Chef," it's actually quite funny. But they came up with some interesting facts. Um, only thirty four point four percent of the keywords they examined had snippet results. So when they they they, they tracked thousands of keywords, hundreds of thousands of websites, and they tracked this. And they did a study where they looked at the results for thousands of keywords. And out of those thousands of keywords. Um, you know, 34.4% of the keywords returned results that did not have either schema, um, some kind of schema or structured data behind the website. So that was it. That's 34, that's 65% of sites keywords had results with structured data and, and schema. That alone says, okay, that's interesting. But then another thing they, they pointed out, and I don't have this on our notes, Ross, but it's on, the, it's on the PDF if you read the PDF. Out of the hundreds of thousands of sites they looked at, 0.3%. Let me repeat that. Less than 1%. 0.3% of websites had some structured data implemented. 
So now put those two pieces together. 0.3% of the websites are showing up in 65% of the keyword results pages. That's a huge, huge impact that Schema is making in my mind. That just from that point alone, implementing some kind of schema data, they also should said in their thing that on average, pages with schema integrations rank better by an average of four positions compared to pages <laughs> that don't have schema. People, are you sold yet? <laughs> Jeez. Exactly. That's pretty compelling data. Wow. It's like, why? Uh, I, I, if you're not doing it, do it. Um, if you don't want to do it, Tell me what industry you're in so I can go to your competitors and have them beat your pants off, right? Because <laughs> they're going to do it. You've got to be involved in this stuff. Now, that said, there's some, there's some things that – I don't know. Is there anything really that doesn't – so here's some example, example schema types. Articles, events, books, recipes, organizations, persons, locations, products, reviews, movies – so is, can you think of any website that couldn't find some kind of schema to implement on the content of their site? I mean, there's not many websites, that even, and that's not all the categories, uh, schema types, but those are, you know, there's not many websites that don't have something that fits there. Would you think? Yeah, I can't, I can't think of anything, Dad. Good. <laughs> Give me some homework, then. <laughs> you are actually, after all, probably old enough to be my dad. Yeah, you better respect your elders there, buddy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, dude. I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just, really, this. Really, I'm just really, really glad you're not comparing me to your wife anymore because that could get <laughs> really, really, really quick. Yeah, it was getting wiggy too. Yeah, yeah. I like that much. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so let's go, let's go back to the session though for a second because there were some other interesting things um, one of the speakers that really impressed me was the SEO for Best Buy and I don't have his name listed down but Best Buy was one of the very very early um, adopters of schema before it really became a big thing in search they were doing it anyway for, for data and, and data architecture reasons um, and they he gave some really powerful information on what really worked for them and what, what they saw the biggest impact in. And they saw the highest impact on traffic was schema around reviews. So if you have a site that has reviews and you implement you know, the, the schema.org markup around your reviews, that seemed to have the biggest impact on traffic. But um, it's also really, really good for video. And somebody mentioned this. I didn't know this stat. I don't know where they got this, so I'm just going to say it with a grain of salt. That's 65% of searches return some video results. So there's a video snippet in the search results. So video is another great way to utilize, um, get, a, get a quicker impact based on implementing schema. Now, one of the things that was really emphasized by a number of the speakers in this thing, uh, in this session, was that schema is not something that you're going to compare and see results month over month. This is something that you're going to have to look year over year to see your results change. It's not a very quick um, uptick in, in, in traffic or conversions. It's something that's going to impact you long, long term from an SEO perspective. Um, but you know, just the data that the the, the, the report, and we'll put that report up on the Google Plus community, by the way. But, I'm just doing it right now. Okay, awesome. It's just really, really compelling that you know you need to be involved. Absolutely. And then the other thing that schema really, really is is tied to is the knowledge graph, right? So we've all seen 
the the knowledge graph kicking into Google a lot more, where they have the, the, the information on the side or an answer on the top uh, related to the query that's being asked, right? So if you search for Carlos Santana, which is one of my favorite examples, you'll see a, practically a bio of Carlos Santana on the side. That's the knowledge graph. Well, a lot of that information is pulled from online sources. Wikipedia is one of the primary sources they get it from. Um, a site called Freebase, uh, I don't know if it's .com or .org, I think it's a .com, freebase.com. It's, a, it's another database of information that's publicly edited. Um, it's huge. It's much, much geekier than uh, Wikipedia, but it's also one of the primary sources Google gets for its knowledge graph information um, because Google owns Freebase. Right? Yeah, they didn't originally, but they did buy it out. Yeah, they bought it. Um, so those two, but but more and more, the information is going to be, become from our sites. Um, they'll reference our sites and give credit and links back to the sites when they get information, like they do Wikipedia now, that you can click the Wikipedia article they're pulling data from, um, those kind of things. I actually saw a um, one of our sites. So, so what was that on? Um, <clears throat> There was something. There was a news, a breaking news article that happened, a news item that happened in one of our areas. And when you search for information about that, um, oh, it was a sports story about um, the new coach for the Cleveland Cavaliers, right in our Cleveland market. And if you search for Cleveland Cavaliers coach, it actually showed up as an as a knowledge graph type answer in the top with a story, with a, a, a snippet from our article from our newspaper as the answer, this is the new coach, and a link to our article directly. And we saw a giant. It was up there for, it was a test. We saw it up there for about uh, an hour. And we had a giant, giant spike in traffic for that page for that hour or so. So we, when, you, when you get your knowledge graph, you can get schema markup, and you can get that references from Google and knowledge graph. It's going to help you. A lot of people complain that they're stealing our content. You know, why are they doing that? But it, it's, it seems to have a big benefit, at least it did in that example for us. Yeah, well, I, I'm, I was actually trying to find it during the discussion here, but um, there was, was something else on, on, knowledge, on the knowledge base on today. I think it was on search engine land, but anyway. Um, it, I don't believe they're stealing it. I was at the beginning. Um, I think there are incidences where it, it kind of get, gets a bit blurry, um, but... As long as uh, the majority of the time it's, it's derived to send the traffic to the site, I'm okay with it. It certainly has a role, and I, I think that's, that's a, a big thing. And Google does have to be uh, the answer search engine in many ways. Not ask, but the answer. Yes. <laughs> so, so <laughs> Ross, for, for, the, for the newer users, for the, the people that really aren't even sure what we're talking about with Schema, do you want to talk about Schema.org and what the whole basic idea behind it is? Yeah, sure. So, uh, schema.org. I mean, wow, it's it's a it's a massive uh, set of variables that you can add to. Um, probably lacking words here, but add to the, the background of your website to mark up particular content. So, for example, if you have uh, your address, that's the easiest one to put in your name, address, and phone number. Well, using the schema markup, they have set uh, delimiters. Uh, what would the word I'd use? Yeah. Anyway, it's it's markup that goes around your content. So if you have an address, you'll put a, a, a code around that address, telling them this is the city, this is the state, this yeah. is the zip code. It's just it marks out. It's 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 a it's a piece of code. It's 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 a way of 
absolutely identifying what you're providing in terms of content. So Google, well, it makes it a little easier on Google, um, but it, it also provides uh, a simpler map for other search engines that they matter when they index. <laughs> um, the best part, though, is when you get into the more advanced stuff, such as product listings and um, reviews. All of these have particular markups that are all unique to schema.org. It's a, it's a, a joint creation of the many search engines and uh, i believe all of them now follow it do they not i believe so yeah i mean anyone who doesn't i certainly don't i i don't know about nor would care about um they're fantastic uh implementations and i recommend to everyone all the audits we do on a regular basis um quite a few we're doing right now uh, a huge part of it is outlining what schema um, is or is not installed on the sites and uh, what needs to be done to, to improve it. So it's, it's got to be looked at. It's just like thinking about mobile. Another part of our audit is mobile. Is your site mobile friendly? How does it look like in, uh, what does it look like in iPhone? What does it look like in Android and the different handsets? Oh, God, okay, you need some help here, and this is what needs to be done. Exactly. Yep. So if it's something you're thinking about doing, um, the, the site is skiva.org, as Ross said, and just go in and read before you get it, if you, if you have developers that you're working with, have them go in, check it out, um, and try to figure out which types of content you publish on your site fit in the different categories and sections they have on listed on schema.org and see where you can leverage this and take advantage of it. Because I think most every site can leverage something in there, absolutely. Cool. Well, with that said, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back with some more from uh, SMX Advanced. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics. So you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. While some affiliate networks can give you offers, Affiliate Offers Network gives you offers that pay big. Why do affiliates work with Affiliate Offers Network? How about because they work with powerhouse CPAs like Affiliate.com? How about that affiliates get paid every Monday to kick off their work week? Plus, learn how their green bucket system can turn your email, display ad, social, video, or mobile impression into profitable income. Get connected today with Affiliate Offers Network. Call 312-560-0175 or visit AffiliateOffersNetwork.com. When you started your business, you first listened to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services, ppcprofessionals.com. Before you painstakingly create another label or drag yourself to the post office, set a course to ShipStation, your key to e-commerce shipping nirvana. Save time by easily importing orders from wherever you sell, like Amazon, eBay, and over 40 others. Save money with discounted USPS rates and a free USPS account. 
automate manual tasks through bulk label and invoice printing, custom shipping rules, and much more. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com slash WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana starts here. Welcome to a radio show devoted to the most popular blog publishing tool on earth. Press this with the wizard of WordPress, Yoast Devok. Press this on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on webmasterradio.fm. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session, only on webmasterradio.fm. Hello and welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, hosted by John Carcutt, the Director of SEO and Social Media for Advanced Digital, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So we've covered a few elements of the SMX Advanced, and there's just a few tidbits I've noted that I wanted to, to sort of recover. Um, more than, I might have covered one of them already, but one of them, uh, some of the tips from the Bill Hunt and Miley Oye session on uh, uh, indexation essentially, and it's talking about uh, href languages and essentially how your sites can be indexed and some of the issues that are that that arise from being indexed to, with well mistakes in place. So one of the things that uh, Bill Hunt mentioned was, and this is for enterprise sites, but I think it applies. It well, I know it applies to smaller sites. Whether or not it would be an issue on smaller sites is another thing. But mandate that all your URLs. So any file name, any subfolder, any... You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit StairsApp.com today. anything all be in lowercase now the reason you want to do that is to minimize associated headaches that can arise from um, someone using canonical or a redirect to a non-lowercase version so what happened is one of the examples he had uh, there was canonicals going to pages with both um, uppercase and lowercase versions and there were redirects. It was causing this huge loop of a nightmare. It was causing a nightmare, and some content wasn't getting indexed at all. And um, really, you can solve a lot of problems in the future by assuring that all of your URLs are lowercase. And just to make least, sure people understand, yeah. just to make sure you understand, this is because Google is case sensitive. So we always talk about how if you change a character in the URL, it's a different URL to Google. That also means if you change it from an uppercase A to a lowercase A and you have both versions, it's two different URLs to the search engines. So the URLs are case sensitive in Google's eyes. So if you keep the case consistent, all lowercase, I guess you could do it if you mandated everything's always uppercase, but that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But uh, it's because Google's case sensitive. Yeah, exactly. And an- another tip, um, and this is from Miley Olio, one of. I guess she's, is she one of the engineers or just – I can't remember what her position is in Google. She's probably moved around since I did know anyway. Yeah, I don't think she's on Matt's team. I think she's 
not quite as high as Matt is in the art, the structure of the organization, but she's she's up there. She's she's in charge of stuff. <laughs> stuff, yes. yes, yes, that's her official ch- title. You know, fair enough, fair enough. Director, well, director of stuff. Yes, and I, Miley, if you're listening, just to confirm whether or not you want to be on our show, my apologies. It's just, just <laughs> way John is. Um, Yes. I'm, I'm old, remember? I don't have a filter. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I won't forget. Um, <laughs> so another, anyway, one of her suggestions was to verify subfolders, now verifying within web, Google Webmaster Tools to see details. So in other words, you can break down your sitemaps into individual sitemaps per directory. This is for a larger site. Obviously, you wouldn't do this if there's just three pages in each subfolder. But if you've got larger sites, this is a fantastic way to see just how how well Google is indexing your site if there's any problems. Now, I believe it's 50,000, isn't it? Uh, or is it five? I can't recall right now. 50,000 URLs per sitemap max? Yeah, it's 50,000 per sitemap. But the, the real reason to do this is for the information you get on Webmaster Tools, which is limited to like 2,000. Is it two? Um, okay, it's sure it was yeah, five. So it's, okay. Yeah, in, site, in sitemaps, you're correct. You can have 50,000 URLs in, in, a, in a sitemap. Um, XML site. And that's file. trying to make something out of that. Whereas in this case, if you've got them broken into subfolders and you've submitted them all to Google Webmaster Tools, the same account, then you get the ability to see if you if they're small enough, they're limited to a thousand or two thousand. Um, you are. Uh, can you find out for us, John? While I'm talking here, I'd love to know what the actual number is. I forgot to write that down. Um, right. I can do that. That'd be great. So. Whatever number, make sure that your sitemaps, the sub-sitemaps, are limited to that amount at most. When you've submitted them, then you're going to see the full specs of how Google has indexed those subfolders. You'll see what pages may have been indexed and which ones haven't. Um, it's insight that you just can't get otherwise. But if, And this is highly granular. I mean, you're doing this on every single subfolder. It does take time. Um, in fact, you have to program it, obviously, if you've got a larger site, so these sitemaps are regularly updated. Uh, but if you do this, you will have a far better picture of any issues with indexing within your site um, and what other, whatever other benefits you can get out of having the sitemaps indexed. And I can tell you a great example of the way that we're using it here is so um, we have these giant sites. So they're news sites. We have millions of pages on the sites, and they've been around since 96, 97. So we've had very long history, and we've never deleted a page. So we've, we've got our IT teams to give us a list of all of these subfolders on a domain. And we go through that subfolder and we look for old, out-of-date stuff. So I've got, because because our different websites, our different markets, can create these folders for special events or special news stories or contests or whatever. They can create these folders. And we find this old stuff. And what we can do is we can go look at this folder, say, okay, this is old. It's not even on the right design, but it's still indexed in search. We can actually say, okay, let's verify this folder in Webmaster Tools. Go and look and see if there's any value, you know, from a link standpoint. From a, from a, uh, um, are there any of these pages getting indexed or ranked? And when was the last time it was crawled? We can look and analyze this particular folder to decide what we want to do with it. Do we want to keep it and just update the look and feel? Do we want to redirect it somewhere? Or do we just want to delete it all together. So that's an easy way for us to really dig into a very specific piece of the site to do some analysis. Excellent. Uh, and other than I, that, I don't I can't think there's much the else to share. I can't uh, find okay. that date, so we'll have, to, we'll have to come back to that. 
Yeah, we'll post it on, on Google+. Plus. So if you ever want to get there, anyone uh, who hasn't been to our community, uh, go to Google+, Plus and type in SEO 101 as a search, and uh, you should find the community in no time flat. It's usually at the bottom of the result section. Uh, there's three sections, and then there's communities near the bottom. And uh, you should find us very quickly. Anyway, it's uh, well-trafficked. Well, that said, we should also mention we still have a Facebook page. And, and I'll go there occasionally. And if we have time, I, we actually got a question on our Facebook page last week. If we got time to cover it today, are we, are we doing good? Sure. But why don't we go for that? Probably running a little long, but far away. All right. So, um, Chris, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mangle your name, Chris. <laughs> so I'm just going to call you Chris. Blail. Yeah, Blail. All right. Yeah. So, so Ross knows, knows you, apparently. Uh, <laughs> so he basically had a technical question. He's got a client who runs an uh, online magazine on, on WordPress, and they have a homepage configured as a blog post page, which is very common uh, for blog users that they'll make their homepage just the most current blog posts. Well, th- this particular case, they have the full post, and they're not using the snippets, and he can't convince the client to use snippets, so they want the whole post. And if they put you know four or five of them, the, the homepage of the site is four or five full blog posts. Um, and then probably has the next next pages and stuff like that. So he wants to deal with the risk of duplicate content in this situation. How do you deal with duplicate content when you have this kind of situation, assuming you can't convince the client to use snippets instead of full posts? Um, he, he suggests that uh, setting the page to no index is not doesn't sound like a good idea, and I highly agree with that. You do not <laughs> want to no index your homepage. Um, but uh, neither does setting the individual post to no index and just having the homepage index. So his question is how to deal with something like that. Do you want to take a shot at it, Ross? You- sure. Yeah, right. why not? Um, what, the way I would approach this is I would, if, you, if the client insists on it and you really can't make any movement on that, fine. Let them have the full blog post on it. Maybe have four or five posts, depending on how big these things are, on the homepage. But don't have any pagination after that. Uh, you know, don't allow it to go any deeper for older posts. At that point, they have to use the menu system to go to the, the relevant categories or our data archives to get to those posts. Um, you might have on the side there uh, links to your recent ones, links to your most popular, all those different ways for people to access the data. And then at that point, um, any page other than the full page where that blog post now resides should be a snippet. For example, um, any of the tags any of the um, uh, category um, pages should all be snippets that go to it. Uh, this will take a little programming depending on the system you're using. I don't think he says WordPress, but it probably is. He says uh, one that begins with a W, so I'm pretty sure it's WordPress. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. And in WordPress, uh, it's very, very simple to do snippets. Yeah, it is. Making it only use snippets in a certain place, I don't know how simple that is. It might take a little programming, but uh, it. Uh, it, it, anyways, that's how I would do it. That way, if there is any duplicate, it's so it's so short lived because hopefully your site is if the site's well, it, it's refreshed on a regular basis, and there's always then there's finally that one page that is the page for that post and the only one that has the full post on it. What do you think, John? I agree. I I would say two things. One, this really kind of depends on how frequently they post because they're posting two or three times a day. And they only have five of these showing up on the homepage is probably not going to be an issue for you because um, the, the content is moving through the homepage so fast that it's it's not an issue. Um, 
But if they're posting once a month or once every couple of weeks, then it could be an issue. Um, and, and the other thing other than Russ said you can get rid of the pagination um, on the homepage so you can't do the next page, next page, next page. That's one option. The other option is to make your pagination use rel equals next print. So that way, if someone does happen to link into an internal page of that index, that, that link juice and that, that reference gets um, basically transferred to the homepage. And all that, it's all counted as one object that way. But the, the obvious thing, the, the easiest and best solution overall is to convince the client to use snippets. Um, you know, that's, that's the main thing right there. If for some reason, they, they just refuse to use snippets, try to convince them to only do one paste post on the homepage so that every time they update it, it changes and it's going to help reduce that duplicate content issue instead of like four or five. There you go. Thanks. Hope that helped you out, Chris. And, uh, well, I guess we're at the end of the show. I know that, um, George has got a hard stop in a second here. So on behalf yeah, of myself, Ross, Ross Dunn, it's Ross's, CEO of Step. Hmm? It's Ross's bedtime, too, so i got to send him to bed. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, sorry, guys. You know, we got Joel Com, Joel Com coming on, and people think he's kind of important. Who's he? Joel yeah. Com, New York Times bestselling author, Twitter Power, oh. AdSense Code. Or, no, don't know him. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Uh, sure, he's very important. That's good. Um, so, on we behalf of myself, Austin, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the director of SEO and social media for Advanced Digital, thank you for joining us today. Yeah, of course, John. I only need to know you, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, if you have any questions you'd like to share with us, please feel free to do so on our Google Plus community page, easily found by searching SEO 101 on Google Plus. You can also email me via Ross at stepforth.com and reach John Carcut via Twitter at John Carcut. Have a great week and remember to tune into future episodes which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Thursday on webmasterradio.fm. Have a Thanks great week. Listen, Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.webmasterradio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. <laughs>